Hello and welcome to the NK Active podcast. I'm Nick, I'm one of the podiatrists and director here at NK Active and I'm kindly joined by Dr. Charlotte Dando, one of our other podiatrists here at NK Active. So this topic for this podcast is most probably one of my favourite topics and that's plantar plate injuries. The chances are you most probably don't even know what the plantar plate is and the injuries associated with it, but it is most probably one of the most common conditions that we see in clinic and it's the one condition that we have people drive for multiple hours to come see us or we manage people remotely from all parts of the world. So, Charlie, talk me through. Give give our listener a bit of a background around what is the plantar plate. So, plantar plate is a technical term used to really describe ligament tissue that holds two bones of your toe together. And we usually find that plantar plate is common on all of our toes, but the one that frequently we see injured is the second toe. And this can often occur through trauma or sometimes repetitive injury. And that might be through dancing or running or any, th- any sport that kind of forces you to repeatedly land or go up onto your tiptoes. So patients often report kind of a dull ache under the toe. Um, and you tend to find that they can also report that it feels like that they're walking on a pebble or there's a lump underneath their toe that they can't quite get rid of or, or move or change at all. And we can find that sometimes aggravating factors, so these are things that can cause it to become worse or more uncomfortable, um, can be wearing high-heeled shoes, it can be dancing, it can be brought on by certain activities, um, or it could, could be a certain pair of shoes or footwear that aggravate. So now if we just start looking into sort of tips and tricks around plantar plate problems, One of the things that you will notice if you have a plantar plate injury, there is a chance that you notice that the toe may start to what we call float, which means that as you stand up, you notice the toe affected. And as Charlie has already mentioned, the most common toe is the second, but you can get it in in all of the toes. And you notice that as you're standing up, that, that affected toe will hang itself, slightly hold itself slightly higher off the ground. And you may find that then if someone's to take a picture of your foot and show you that that tone is now low, no longer making any ground contact. You also may start to notice there's a bit of a V-shape of happening between the affected toes. And this is commonly known as the V for victory or the Churchill, the Churchill sign. And again, this is an indication of a plant plate injury. But it's also to be mindful of that just because you got a plantar plate injury doesn't mean you're always going to get symptoms. There was a beautiful study done that scanned hundreds of pairs of feet and they found that about 49% of people had a plantar plate tear and didn't have any symptoms. The million dollar question is, is actually what happened to those people long term? Do they go and develop symptoms or not? For example, if you look at your grand's toes or any of your family that have hammer toes, that is normally means a plantar plate injury has happened earlier on and that's the consequence of said plantar plate injury. So we don't really know if you leave them untreated what happens. We also know that if you have a plantar plate injury, you don't, it's not a one-way ticket to having and needing 
surgery. You can manage plantar plate injuries back to sport and activity without surgery. Now, I don't want to paint a picture that it's going to be an easy ride. It's a tough journey. You've got to put your effort in. You've got to do your homework. But it is possible. And it's done possible by a multiple number of ways. One is strengthening the toes, the small muscles within the toes, strengthening the muscles in the foot and the ankle. So you may have a plantar plate that's not completely playing ball and working as well as it should do anymore. But then what you do is you make everything else around it stronger so it can then tolerate the loads that are going through it. Very, very similar principle would be having an ankle sprain. If you sprain your ankle and damage the ankle ligament, the way you help try and treat and rehabilitate that is make the muscles around the ankle and the foot stronger again so it can cope without the, reducing the risk of re-injury. You also may want to think about footwear. So we know that using a stiff sole or a stiff rocker sole shoe can be really helpful. And what we used to do is provide our patients with some carbon linings that go into the shoes to artificially stiffen up a shoe and give it a rocker. Because that means as you then go to push forward, you don't end up going up onto your toes. So you reduce the load going through the plantar plate and reduce the pain and symptoms. However, we're very fortunate that we're going through this bit of this craze at the moment of these super running shoes as they were. These shoes that have carbon rocker plates built into them now they were designed to try and help runners run quicker however we're very very lucky in that they actually give us a, a very nice tool to help manage things like plantar plate injuries so a lot of the time just changing to one of these super running shoes something along the lines of the Saucony endorphin pro or speed or the hoka carbon x to name a few can be very helpful and just because they've got the term running shoe on them you can use them for data activities and use them for walking and work as well and it can be a very useful tool in helping to manage pain and symptoms you can also look at strapping the toe to try and hold it down to make life a little more comfortable for you but the main thing and the big tip is to work out why did it occur in the first place like with any injury was it an increase in activity was there an episode of trauma? So for us on the South Coast, we find some people when they're jumping off their boats and they're jumping back onto the jetty in their boat shoes that they can then sometimes give themselves a plantar plate injury because they slip. Or is it coexisting with other problems within the foot? So one of the most common reasons for people to develop a plantar plate problem is due to having a bunion or an arthritic big toe. Because unfortunately what this means, the big toe can't do its job. It can't do what it needs to do. So it transfers the load to the second toe, which is all well and good, but unfortunately the second toe isn't designed to take the work of the big toe. And also just to sort of get a wooden spoon and stir that pot a little bit more as it were, it can also coexist with other things like a neuroma or an intermetatarsal bursitis. So it is really going back to that history of there may be the beginning of a floating toe. You have this dull ache. You have this feeling like you're walking on pebbles all of the time. You may have started to notice the position or shape of the toe. 
they are the things that are more indicative of your plant's plate injury. And then to try and help manage it, in a nutshell, you want to offload it, whether that be with footwear, whether that be with taping or a carbon lining. And then you then want to increase the strength and then have a graded return back to activity, whatever that activity is. So hopefully that was helpful. And just talking around about plantar plate injuries, if you do have any questions, please do get in contact. Please do subscribe to the podcast. And finally, I just want to say thank you to Charlie for coming on the NCACTIV podcast again. See you later. Bye. Bye.